This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Good morning. In case you didn't know, it is Tuesday. Buzzly off all week. He is off in Oklahoma. Holding the fork down this week. Joanna Barbacoa over there. Good morning, Joanna. Good morning. Lisa Sanchez over there. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning. Lots to talk about today. Had the first night of the virtual DNC last night. We have a cat singing Led Zeppelin. And a coronavirus update because that's still a thing. Remember when June was the month when people were like, yeah, this thing should be over by June. Right. No, not so much. There's a really good kind of uh, mini-series on Netflix, Coronavirus Explained, that kind of goes through the steps of the vaccine and all of the things that it has to go through. Oh. Highly recommend watching that. First day of school for a lot of kids yesterday, virtual school. As far as I know, everything went pretty smoothly at my house. You were lucky then because it did not from what I saw. (laughs) Well, there was also, this is coming from my experience, there was a lot of parents who didn't completely read the instructions and that was a, their issues, <laughs> was not following said instructions. No, I saw a lot of people, the connection wasn't working for the school. They, the teachers couldn't get their sound on. Uh, the actual software itself kept shutting down on people. I saw many parents online that were about to cry <laughs> and one that did cry. Well, the only issue we had was my kid getting in trouble for singing in the middle of class. It's the one thing we keep trying to tell her is this is going to be vastly different than anything you've experienced. She started third grade yesterday. And you need to you need to learn to focus. Like you need to pay attention to what's going on because last Friday they did kind of like a parent teacher conference call where the kids were there as well and then his parents were watching so the teachers could give instructions and say this is kind of what we're looking for coming up on Monday and the whole time, my kid's just goofing around. She's playing with the keyboard. She's not paying attention. And, you know, that's okay for Friday because it was really for the parents. But we did kind of warn her, like, hey, this is going to be difficult for you because you're going to be, you know, by yourself in front of the laptop, basically watching the teacher. So you're going to have to focus. And I guess right in the middle of something, she decided it was time to sing. And she did. And her mic was on. Yeah, it just, it depends. I mean, one of my friends has four kids and she's like, I have a full-time job. Like, how can I watch all four of them, make sure that they're in class, that they're paying attention, but I'm not, I, I can't even do this. I'm, I, she took the day off yesterday to help them start up, but she's saying, she's like, I have no idea how this is going to happen. Yeah. See, that's, that's the thing that mm-hmm. is going to be difficult for a lot of parents, especially if you have both parents working or if it's a single parent household and you got to work. Like, what are you, what are you supposed to do? Do you just leave them at home and say Godspeed, or what happens? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's what we did in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, we've been... I mean, yeah. 
fortunate, you know, but unfortunate, you know, my wife got furloughed uh, months ago when COVID-19 first hit. So she's been able to stay home with our kid. But my wife's going to be going back to work here soon. Thankfully, it's not full time yet. We almost kind of ease back into it. But when she does go back and she's at work and I'm at work, we're trying to figure out how are we going to make sure that our kid's in school? You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and and that's the thing is a lot of parents are are dealing with that this week. There are single moms, single dads out there that have to work. Took yesterday off to start the kids, but... Mm -hmm. Or like with us, that they're my my sister's gonna have to start leaving them with my mom, and my mom's not gonna know how to fix any of their technical yeah. issues. Yeah, and that's one of the things that we were thinking of is that well, we could leave our kid with uh, my wife's mother, but she doesn't speak English, so and, and she's not tech savvy. So my mom still needs help getting onto the Amazon Prime account. So. <laughs> I guess cross your fingers and and hope for the best is what we can do because I because. I know teachers as well, and they're not really getting a lot of instructions. It's kind of coming down from the top. It's Mm -hmm. like, go. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, that's not benefiting anybody. How are we how are we supposed to accomplish this task with no leadership here? With my sister, the we have one in elementary, one in middle. And so on Friday, they did the whole meeting, the teacher thing and with the elementary school kid and then the middle school kid. We were like, what's going to happen with you, dude? And he's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't I'm know. just going to have to log in and see what happens. You guys are supposed to figure this out for me. He's like, do I have a teacher? <laughs> he's got a few, I think. Yeah, see, that's oh. the weird thing, he, man. He had to log in, and then they gave him his schedule. But I'm like, look, you guys, you already have assignments due on Friday. Let's start. Yeah. They were like, what? This isn't something that you can just kind of sit <laughs> yeah. idly by. Uh, you know, you got to be kind of proactive with this stuff. And it's going to take work on everybody's parts. It's going to take parents. It's going to take the teachers. It's It, it takes the leadership of the mm-hmm. school district. It takes everybody to try to figure this thing out. And and unfortunately, I think there are there have been some times already where it's kind of like, hey, you know what? Well, I kind of did my job. And then you just pass it off to the next person. That doesn't ben- benefit anybody at all. So first day of school for most kids yesterday. Hopefully today goes a little bit smoother for a lot of them. Uh, Coming up on the program, sports going to be a little over an hour away. And the SEC, they are moving forward with football. They released their 10-game schedule yesterday. It's going to be eight conference games and two additional opponents. Plus, uh, the Dallas Cowboys dealt a major blow yesterday as defensive tackle Gerald McCoy, he's out for the season with a ruptured quadricep. I mean, that doesn't sound painful. Uh, Entertainment news. Joanna, what do we have coming up in entertainment news? Well, we spent so much time yesterday talking about Jensen Ackles. It was as if the universe heard us. Yeah. Because now the actor is going to be jumping into another show as soon as Supernatural ends. He's been cast in season three of The Boys. Ooh, Do we know what he's going to play yet? Yes. (laughs) He will portray Soldier Boy, a.k.a. the original superhero. Nice. I saw that story pop up mm-hmm. on my timeline yesterday. I legitimately thought it was like an old story. Uh-huh. But remember how we were doing that thing um, a couple of weeks ago with Buzz where we were just randomly talking about jet skis and boats to and see if it's business. listening yeah, yeah, yeah. and then those ads will pop up? I thought the same thing. I was like, wow, they're really pushing Jensen Ackles for the Texas Department of Transportation over here. <laughs> I, and I just assumed that it was... Uh, an older story, but yeah, so he's going to be... And The Boys is coming up here in just a couple of weeks, isn't it? it September is. 4th? Yeah. yeah, and it's already been renewed for seasons three. Oh, and so I think excited. four. 
it's kind of like last year when it launched first, before it even launched on Amazon, they were like, oh yeah, it's already renewed for season two. Do you think it's because Buzz probably wrote a letter to the producers of the show? Like, <laughs> I, I would this. be willing to bet he wrote more than one. Yeah. That sounds like it's something he would do. That letters. very, like, you know how he types angry in here? Mm-hmm. And, like, you can hear the keyboard, like, clicking down. He's yeah. all, dear Amazon, you rock. This is what I need. <laughs> I've been on a bit of a comic book TV show kick. Wrapping up Umbrella Academy, which again, season two was great. All Joanna, right, I need to come start on, that. come on, Joanna, just for Klaus, like just for yeah, him dude. Alone. Klaus is brilliant, and um, and five, love five, um, and now what I've gone back is uh, to watch Preacher, which was based on a comic book, and then coming up we're gonna have The Boys, which is based on a comic book. So we'll see how that pans out. Lisa, news coming up in about an hour and a half or or a couple hours, actually. What do we have coming up in news headlines? Well, we have the Democratic convention that kickstarted yesterday, and we saw lots of different things happening. Uh, For instance, four Republicans actually came out in support of Joe Biden. Uh, John Kasich was one of them. We also saw Bernie Sanders take the stage. You saw Michelle Obama. Uh, there were speeches uh, from lots of different people. Uh, today, it's going to continue on. We have Bill Clinton, uh, Jill Biden, but Joe Biden's wife is going to be talking. Um, AOC is taking the stage. And um, they believe on Thursday that Joe Biden will be taking the party's nomination um, on, in Delaware. Yeah, it kind of confused me and my wife yesterday as they were setting up the Democratic National Convention. And they were like, and four Republicans going to speak. And my wife was like, is, is theirs this week, too? Yeah, she's like, is there a debate? Yeah, I don't and I'm, know like, about? I'm like, no, um, I don't believe so. And then it turns <laughs> out it's just these four that were uh, voicing their support for Joe Biden. Yeah. And it's uh, it's interesting to see. Um, you also had members of George Floyd's family that took the stage. Also, a woman whose father was a Trump supporter and died of uh, COVID-19. Mm-hmm. She gave a very moving speech saying that... Um, the only mistake her father made was supporting President Trump. Well, hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah. It is what it, it is. is. And it uh, is. Michelle Obama throwing some shade yesterday uh, at the uh, Democratic National Convention. Ooh. It is what it is. Melania Trump's in the back like, yes, yes, it is what it <laughs> she's is. She's texting. She's got mm-hmm. Michelle Obama in her down. phone. She's texting. <laughs> well played. She's well played. Writing, she's writing it down for her speech next time. And uh, call the yeah. police. <laughs> and Trump, he was out at uh, giving a speech yesterday, and he basically said that the only way that they lose is if the election is rigged. Mm. He's already setting it up, man. He's already mm-hmm. setting it up just in case. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. So yesterday, I texted Shim. Because we're trying to set up a time to uh, record the next episode of Rockstar 101. And I let him know what I was doing about putting together this gigantic tournament for uh, to find out who is the greatest rock vocalist of all time. His response was, we already know who the best vocalist is. Okay. He's on me. So, yeah. And I'm like, does he mean him? I'm like, he can't mean him. Like, he's good. But the greatest of all time? Really? I think he means him, like, in a joking manner. Well, now hold on here. So, I responded last night with, and who is that? Because I'm an idiot. I don't don't get jokes a lot of the time. And I'm like, you can't can't joke with me. you can't gauge when it's a joke. Yeah, I I am awful at that. (laughs) I, I mean, I'm truly terrible. And all he responded with was, dot, dot, dot. So, and that's the text I woke up to this morning. He's all, 
uh, hello. So I'm like, compliment me on my singing. Mm. I said, I'm not familiar with dot dot dot. Is this a secret <laughs> vocalist? He responded with, go bleep yourself. <laughs> oh. And then the last so thing. Then you're all, oh, so then you did mean you. I am like, what? I get it now. Well, I so, then I, so then I, 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 I'm like, are you saying it's Freddie Mercury? Because I think you'd be surprised. I don't know. Because I'm assuming, because we, we have talked about on the podcast about Freddie Mercury being the greatest of all time. But does he not understand what I'm trying to do here? Like to, to, to get a good ranking, to kind of see what people think? Does he mean himself? I'm so confused. So I'm hopefully going to get an answer. We're going to be recording Rockstar 101 tomorrow. I'm not sure when the episode is going to actually go up, but Mm -hmm. uh, there's a good tease for you for the next episode. We can have Shim try to explain to me what the hell dot, dot, dot means when I tell him about the greatest vocalist (laughs) of all time. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. So in case you didn't know, uh, coronavirus, that is still a thing. It's something that uh, is going on and that we need to... Uh, you know, address, if you will. So we have coronavirus insanity and we have good news stories from the coronavirus outbreak. Which do you want first? Let's go insanity. All right, we're going insanity. The top story they have on here is the one that we talked about already earlier in the show. The guy who, who made the gun that shoots masks onto people's faces. (laughs) <laughs> and it looks like the face sucker from Alien. Mm-hmm. Like it full on, there's weights on the end of what would be the tie strings. And mm-hmm. it kind of just wraps around your head. Apparently there's another guy who built a Spider-Man web shooter to squirt hand sanitizer. Oh. This is something I would definitely be completely cool with. And it looks like he he rigged it from a lighter. Wow, this I, I assume this guy just kind of got one of those, you know the toy ones that you can buy? Yeah. And it has a little handle on it, and you just kind of put your finger and you flick your wrist. No, no, it looks like this guy went full bore. It's a flick of the wrist. Oh, wow. Yeah, this whole thing. <gasps> Filling up the lighters <laughs> with hand sanitizer. Go, Web, go. I would appreciate that. Huh. He's like in that first Spider-Man where he's learning how to use the spider web. Yeah, he goes, whoosh, and, and then like the like, one little rope. Go, Web, kinda, go. Yeah. Oh, and it comes in handy because oh, the thing cool. that you can do is you spray it on handles of doors uh-huh. and other things that you're going to touch. That was cool. I would probably go out in public with a Spider-Man mask on. Nice. Mm-hmm. And just ask people if they needed hand sanitizer. <laughs> and then try to run away in like a spider. How did how would Spider Man run though? That's the thing. Mm. Another story here: colleges are saying we have to do better after students came back to school and have been packing together for parties. This mm. includes the University of North Carolina. They had to go completely online after thirteen point six percent. Of the 954 students they tested, came out positive. Congratulations! Congratulations. And then we also have the updated stats on the confirmed coronavirus cases. Although I'm actually working on an article right now. There was an error here in the state of Texas. Yeah. A Walgreens coding error that caused 59,000 
unreported cases. Like there was, there's 59,000 positive tests, but because of a coding error, they never got counted. Oh. And you remember when uh, Nico was in here and we were talking about, uh, this is actually, this is, uh, I think last week when uh, Buzz was still around, mm-hmm. and that crazy guy called to tell us about how the numbers are all wrong. Yeah. And how that skydiver. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Plummeted to his death, but they counted it as a coronavirus death. Mm-hmm. And then we found out like that was actually a satirical website. It wasn't actual news. Right. And so this is kind of what we're talking about when it comes to possibly being underreported. See, and you know what? I, I, I heard about a death. Um, it was someone locally. But um, it was it's kind of interesting because the person passed away of other conditions but basically it was the contracting covid was the thing that pushed it pushed this person to the to the limit Mm -hmm. like their body just couldn't handle it already had high blood pressure already had this issue this issue this issue this issue and covid was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back almost right so technically the death could be ruled as heart failure but But would that heart failure have happened if they didn't get COVID-19. Correct. And that was my question because I, I don't know what this person, um, I just know them because they're it's a family member of someone else. But um, yeah, I was wondering that because this technically they died of heart failure, but it's because of COVID-19. Of it's a, it, COVID. was a, it was a, a symptom. It was, yeah, it was the kind of the, 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 the final straw for this person's body. Hmm. But I mean, that's that's another point where technically they didn't die of COVID. It would be a complication or maybe something like that. But, you know, this person probably would still be alive if it weren't for the fact that they got COVID-19. I mean, I do understand the point that the one side says about hospitals getting extra money. Mm-hmm. If you report it as a COVID-19 death and how that could lead to some false. Right. Um, basically, death certificates claiming right. that, hey, yeah, this person, oh, they died from COVID-19 when they just happened to have it. And that might not have been the underlying cause of death. Well, great. Uh, George Floyd, you know, he passed away, obviously not from COVID-19, but he did have coronavirus. And people are saying, well, better make sure they don't label it as a COVID death. I'm like, "Eh, I don't think they do. No, I'm pretty sure it was knee on the back of the neck. Yeah. Well, the new confirmed coronavirus cases as of last night, new daily cases here in the United States, 40,612, 589 new deaths. Total cases in the United States is up to 5.6 million. More than 173,000 deaths. 2.9 million who have recovered. And if you want to look worldwide, 22 million total cases, 777,000 deaths. So we're creeping up on that 1 million mark. And more than 14.7 million people who have beaten the virus globally. Having a tough time talking there. Missing tooth. Not coming in handy right now. And we do have some good news stories, though, coming from the coronavirus outbreak. An 11-year-old in the UK who was bored in lockdown and started drawing pictures of a roller coaster. Hmm. Wanted to put it in his backyard, so his uncle helped him build it. It's 230 feet long, and it looks pretty good. Oh, wow. It looks like one of those ones where you just start at a a decent high point, and then the momentum just takes you all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. I'm not doing that with my nephews. <laughs> right? 
There's been a bike shortage. You're not going to build a Disneyland in your in your backyard, Joanna. We couldn't even build a little pirate ship for the cats. <laughs> yeah, I bought you that book for Christmas. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The cardboard the book, wasn't it? Ship. Yeah, it's all these different. Yeah, you can do like a pyramid. In the end, I was like, go to your rooms. You're not Doing helping. Doing it wrong. <laughs> There's been a bike shortage because everyone yes. is buying them. Yeah, there Dear is. God. I've been trying to get one. A waitress's bike got stolen in South Florida. So the cops got her a new one so she could still get to work. It ha- There has been a shortage. Of, if you go to like Walmart yeah. in the bike section, Just it's empty. empty. And then I was laughing because then my dad, he's like, oh, I got a free bike the other day. I'm like, why? He's like, it was on Craigslist. I'm like, <laughs> dad, you have a bike and your I have a bike. Craigslist. Yeah. I, oh gosh, him and Craigslist. But then he's like, I got it does for your, your mom. Does your dad just frequently go to Craigslist? Does he, he, go, does he go to the free section and just looks at what he can get? No, he like, he'll just, if I offhandedly mention something, like I said once, oh, you know what? At the beginning of the pandemic, you know, it'd be nice to have a bike. One day later, hey, I found a bike on Craigslist. It's 50 bucks. So I bought it. And and then and now he goes, yeah, I got another bike. I'm like, what is that for? He goes, it's for your mom. And she's walking by. She's like, no, it's not. <laughs> keeps going. It's a backup it's, bike. I, no, it's just in case. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, well, dad, you know, like my friend Chantel kind of wanted a bike. Maybe we could. And he's like, no, it's my bike. <laughs> my mom's sitting there like. No, either you take it or nobody takes it. Exactly. My mom's just sitting there like, gosh, this is why we have so many cars sitting at our house. <laughs> A woman in upstate New York was buying a grill and it wouldn't fit in her car. So two random people with a truck offered to help her out. She told them that her house was 30 miles round trip. And their response was, "Ah, what else do we have to do? Let's go ahead and tackle this for you. So they helped her out. Nice. Oh, is that the end? I thought they were gonna steal it. No, no, they helped her out. <laughs> I was imagining you're like, no, then- these are the good stories. No, oh, these are the good okay. stories. Yeah. So there's a picture of them. She's, got a, she's rocking a Disney shirt. So I, they hauled I, it away. And then we also have here an Air Force dad from Tampa. He got stuck overseas because of the pandemic and hadn't seen his family in 17 months. Oh, my gosh. So he pranked his sons when he got home by pretending to be a pizza delivery guy. His wife got it on video. I have no idea if this is clean or not. I would imagine it is because they didn't put up a warning at all. So he pretended to be... So she's got a bottle of Lysol... I don't understand what she was trying to do there. Oh, she's saying she's spraying him with she's spraying with Lysol. And oh, she's so doing a little dance. Right she's away. pretty happy because it's been 17 months since his family has seen their dad. So he's rocking a mask so they can't see who it is. Kids take the pizzas. <laughs> Mom swoops in, grabs him because the someone's about to drop him. They're all like, "What? Oh. Why is the pizza guy coming?" He takes in? his hat off. The boys know exactly who it is. The one son r- walks Aww. away. The smaller son jumps right up into dad's arms. Oh, you know the one thing you can't do right there if you're him. Hmm. Grunt when she gr- jumps into your arms. Because <laughs> she's immediately going to go, what do you think I put on weight? So she jumps up. Like if he goes right there, oh, it's game <laughs> over, dude. 17 months. You call me fat? 509 day Aww. deployment for this guy. And he finally gets to see his family. Plays a little prank. Oh, does the other son uh, get back into the picture here, it looks like? Yeah, there he goes. Yeah, he left. That's a good story. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Are you guys ready to learn something today? Yeah. Yeah. Buzz isn't here, which means we get two extra facts. <laughs> Random fact number one. Trampoline was originally a trademarked brand name 
and the generic term was rebound tumbler. I think it was a bit wordy, which is why they went with trampoline. Doesn't roll off the tongue. No, not exactly. Rebound tumbler. Trampoline ended up becoming generalized like aspirin, Kleenex, and thermos. I honestly thought you were going to do that joke where they say it used to be called a jumpoline until your mom jumped on it. <laughs> 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 I thought, oh my God, Brandon's going to do it. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because it's better that you did it. Yeah. Wait, how do you have that just remembered, Joanna, in the back of your pocket? You just have a bunch of jokes like that? Yeah. Okay. Just loaded with your mom jokes. Yeah. It's because Buzz always tests out jokes <laughs> off air. <laughs> And then he gets upset when they don't get laughed at on the air. <laughs> and Joanna's been absorbing them. For By the way, Joanna yeah. there, that's your promo for the day. Thanks. Nailed yeah, it. I'll write that I'll one down. Nailed it. Down. All right, here we go. Uh, random fact number two. Officially, six people died in the Great Fire of London in uh, 1666. And at least seven people have died by falling off of the monument built to commemorate it. <laughs> oh, my God. Random fact number three. Does anybody here know what the term soap opera means? You stand on a soapbox and you sing? I don't know. I thought you did it while you watched while you were doing laundry. Well, the term soap opera comes from old dramatic radio shows from the 20s and 30s that were sponsored by Procter and Gamble. They would use the shows to plug their soap products. Nice. And that is where we get soap opera. Random fact number four. When Doritos launched in 1966, they were just plain corn tortilla chips. Mm. The nacho cheese powder wasn't added until 1972. Wow. And I believe this might have been a random fact a long time ago, but the powder in Doritos isn't necessary. You can have the same flavor and essentially the same chip without the powder. Blasphemy. But yeah. Doritos keeps it in there because, as they said it, it's part of the Doritos experience. experience. Getting, uh, getting it on your fingers. Getting it on your fingers and then, you know, and then eating being it able off. to get it out of the bag and all that fun stuff. All right, here we go. Random fact number five. The United States president, the first United States president to visit a foreign country was Teddy Roosevelt. All the way back in 1906, he went to visit Panama. That would be the first visit while actually being a president, like while in office. It was Teddy Roosevelt, and there's your random facts. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Well, the, the DNC kicked off last night, this virtual DNC, actually. The run DNC? The run DNC. Yeah. Um, so, Lisa, what kind of updates do we have on the old Democratic National Convention? Well, the Democratic National Convention, it kicked off yesterday with um, a diverse group of speakers. So you had lots of different people talking. We had one woman who uh, her father actually passed away of COVID-19, and he was an adamant Trump supporter, according to her. Um, So she did come out with a very passionate speech about that. Um, You also had family members of George Floyd. They were there for a moment of silence and also to urge Americans to continue fighting for racial justice in the United States. Then some of the other speakers we have little clips of uh, would include Michelle Obama. So she, the former first lady, delivered the keynote speech at the virtual convention and went on the attack against the president's ability to, well... Throwing some shade, man. Yeah, to be doing his job. Oh, join on my up. Oh. Oh, (laughs) Friday, she'll get it. Okay, yeah, that's up. 
Remember, it's the one that says Lisa's <laughs> yeah. computer. I <laughs> Dang, girl. Wow. Yeah. The former first lady also discussed why she believes Joe Biden is the right choice for us to be voting for in November. Did anybody else catch the point yesterday when she was talking about how he gives his phone number to kids? What? Yeah. No. It had to do with, oh, no. I think it was underprivileged kids oh, or or, some, or special needs kids or something. And she's like, that's why he gives his phone number to um, to you know special needs kids. It was, it was one of those. Maybe don't boast And it was that. super yeah. cringeworthy, man. It's like, this is the guy that already has issues touching people. And you're going to bring that up? Yeah. Bad move. Michelle, I expect better from you. Um, also, it's pretty interesting because there were four Republicans who spoke at the DNC, and they kept kind of bringing that <laughs> confused up. Confused me and my wife last night because she was like, "Are we watching the Republicans?" Yeah, she was like, "Are they? Are the Republicans going too?" And I was like, "I don't think so." And She's then it like, turns out these were debate? there to yeah, these were uh, there to support Joe Biden. Republicans in, in favor of Joe Biden. Uh, yes. Yeah, so one of those, the biggest name we will say, is the former Ohio governor, John Kasich, who discussed why he believes uh, this is going to be such an important election for people. Uh, some of the other things that were notable was uh, even though the president is in Yuma, Arizona, or is heading there today to meet his supporters in person, um, he's talking about the DMC and talking about why he doesn't think the Democrats are going to be able to unite against him. Really? How about you just does his job and deals with the pandemic. And... <laughs> that's too difficult. Well, you know what I mean? Like, that's the, the, the re- that's his real enemy, is the bad image of all the things he's done so mm-hmm. far. And I think that's, um, that's the, big, the hardest thing for him to overcome. Is well, if all... something negative, if he does something negative and it gets reported appropriately, it's easier to say, well, they're wrong. You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, it's just, well, they, oh, and he was already setting up um, What's going to happen if he loses the election? Yeah, he did that as well. Um, it was interesting to see the former Ohio governor, uh, John Kasich, there, though. He was kind of trying to attempt to appeal to the disenfranchised members of his own party, uh, saying that his status as a lifelong devoted Republican is only second in his place uh, to his responsibility to the country. He said, uh, quote, in normal times, something like this would probably never happen, but these aren't normal times. Said participation at the Democratic's convention. He said, we can do better than what we've been seeing today for sure. Many of us can't imagine four more years going down this path. And he also noted he doesn't believe that Joe Biden will be making a sharp left. And that was a quote from him. Um, lots of other people that were talking, uh, including Governor New York Governor Andrew Cuomo was there. Mich- Michigan's Governor Gretchen Whitmer, uh, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar also spoke. Um Lots of different people. Uh, three more Republicans uh, that backed Biden included a California bi- businesswoman, Megan Whitman, former New York, New Jersey Governor Christine Whitman, and former New York Congresswoman Susan Molinari, um, who said, quote, this isn't about Republican or Democrat. It's about being a person and a person decent enough, stable enough and strong enough to try and get our economy back on track. Donald Trump isn't that person, but Joe Biden is. Um, lots of different people were popping up in there, too. There was a farmer that was concerned that he's going to lose his farm because of the economy right now. Um, the woman whose father died, he was 65 years old, died of COVID-19. She said at one point, quote, his only pre-existing condition was trusting Donald Trump. And for that, he paid for it with his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so the convention continues on today. Today's theme is going to be leadership matters. 
It's going to feature small business owners, frontline healthcare workers, racial justice leaders, veterans, activists, and more. Also be speeches from former President Bill Clinton, Joe Biden's wife, Dr. Jill Biden, uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Um, the president, though, will be headed to Yuma, Arizona, continuing his four-day, uh, or his, I'm sorry, his four-state trip around the U.S. Uh, while he is campaigning as well. Someone else who was making headlines yesterday was Marco Rubio for his comments. This guy. Yeah, this guy. What'd he do? What did Marco do? Uh, he was talking about the convention and how it was actually opened up by Eva Longoria. So she was the one who was uh, speaking and he kind of put up a tweet uh, saying, oh, yes, nothing speaks more to, uh, I'm trying to find the exact tweet. To so, American people or yeah, uh, ev- he said, everyday American people. Right. So it was uh, uh, Eva Longoria talking, and she was saying about the opening speech, and he said, brilliant move. No one is more in touch with, celebra- with challenges and obstacles faced by everyday Americans than actors and celebrities. Well, lots of people had a comment back on that saying that first of all we have a reality tv star in the oval office in the first place yep and second of all you took the stage at the rnc right after clint eastwood spoke to a chair so yeah how is he in touch with the american people (laughs) someone turned it back not now, Marco. The grown-ups are talking. <laughs> <laughs> Who gave Marco Rubio a sentence? Florida man. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, a very good point. And people kept saying, why don't you just go drink some water instead, Marco? <laughs> Sit down, Marco, and it's Clint Eastwood in that empty chair. <laughs> what is the deal with politicians not being able to drink water properly? Like, you've seen, like you get the little bottles of water, uh-huh. and, like, Trump holds it with, like, two hands. Like, what is so difficult? It's like celebrities clapping. It's like the same thing. You know, like, you know how you watch an award show where it's the Oscars or the Emmys mm-hmm. and you see and they go through the crowd as they're applauding whoever won and they like clap all weird. It's the pressure, man. The pressure's too That's much. It's hard. You just do this. They don't have to do things like that on a daily basis. Everybody's watching you. You should be used to that. Anything else from the DNC? Uh, It's continuing on today, so we'll hear from those other speakers and probably have more great tidbits from Marco Rubio. Yeah, and here's what Trump said yesterday about uh, what happens if they lose. There's really only only one way that they are going to lose. Hmm. How irresponsible is that? That's like the most irresponsible thing you can say. He's setting it up. To delegitimize an election. He's already setting it up. That's what dictators in like Soviet Russia would do or... And he's like, exactly. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he's love like, them. Yeah, my buddies. Same Z. Those are my most favorite people on the Same planet. Z's. Those watching those Russian videos of dashboard cams. <laughs> Do they have crazy dashboard cam videos? Oh my God. He's just watching that Russian guy peel pineapples. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or he watches the. Uh, those people, like, the reason they have to have the dashboard cams and the reason there's so many over there is because fake accidents were just running rampant. And what mm-hmm. would happen is somebody would just kind of like run up to a car, roll up on the hood, and then fall down on the ground and claim that they got hit. And so a lot of the dashboard cams you see, it's just somebody kind of putting along. Somebody walks in front of the car, and then even when the car is stopped, they'll run up to the car, run into it themselves, and then you'll see the person be like, ah, got you on camera. I and then the it. person walks away. It's one of the reasons that they have to have them over there. Honesty, not a uh, big trade, I'm guessing. Not a Russian tradition. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. BuzzAdamsShow.com is the website. 
Apparently, pumpkin spice is it's already here or soon, Joanna? It's going to be taking over. So uh, I'm seeing here tomorrow, Wednesday, August 19th, tomorrow, Dunkin Donuts going to release a new chai latte, signature Mm. pumpkin spice latte and three new snacks. Show of hands here. Who enjoys pumpkin spice? Um, I do, but I I mean, I'll get it maybe once or twice a season. That's it. Who enjoys (laughs) pumpkin spice depending on what it is? Yeah. yeah. Because. The Febreze, mm, I'm about that. About oh, yeah. f- 14, 15 years ago, this is when the pumpkin craze was really starting to hit around Halloween time. And they would start to have those pumpkin beers out there. And. Oh, the ciders are so it's, good. It's, man, it's hit or miss though sometimes. Because some of them are just really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then there are others that, woof. It's just, it's, <laughs> you, you can tell, like, uh, they probably shouldn't have done this one. Like, you know who does really good ciders is, uh, like, Woodchuck. They do re- their pumpkin, and they have one that's, I think, just spice, too, that's really good. But you're right. There are some that they you can tell they just tried too hard. Do you, do you ever wonder what flavor they're, they're adding? Because it does not taste like pumpkin. It, it's yeah. not a real pumpkin flavor. Yeah, there's some that come out very tart. Mm-hmm. Some that are very overwhelmingly just cinnamon. Yeah, or yeah. nutmeg. But. So pumpkin spice is ready to start. Oh, we got Joanna's, uh, her uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. I love it yeah. when this thing pops. This is the one thing I do look forward to with pumpkin spice every year. <laughs> yeah. This is clean. Do this is clean, it right? Is clean, yeah. okay. Wait, you haven't seen this? No. <laughs> <laughs> I got to redo that on TikTok. Oh, oh you are God. really getting into that, Joanna. Okay, none of that went in your mouth. <laughs> it went all over your chin. Yeah, she was. It was it's just dribbling it was down really the front. Cold. So once it hit my mouth, I was like, <gasps> "Too I much." Can't chug this. Too much. <laughs> you I can re- see. I regretted it instantly. You can see that over at uh, Joanna's post of Buzz Adam Show. Get ready, pumpkin spice. We'll soon be everywhere. I just remember her standing outside, like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> now what?" You can see. <laughs> the... We had a meeting afterwards. And Does I'm anybody like, have a towel? Yeah. <laughs> you can see the regret in your face. <laughs> I gotta redo it for TikTok. Uh, Lisa's got an article up at BuzzAdamShow.com. Not enough Texans are using the COVID nineteen testing sites. Is this similar to what we were talking to? Mayor Margo about last week, where since we're not using them, the state's going to pull them? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is actually all over Texas. We heard Governor Abbott talking last week when he was in Lubbock saying that we now have the capabilities to test and people aren't going to get tested. Uh, The scary part about it, though, is because we have obviously the fall is coming up, as we just saw from that great PSL video right there. Uh, The fall's coming. They're expecting a lot more a jump in cases because of, you know, flu season, it's a cold season coming back. Uh, but they don't want to be shutting down these sites. But if no one's using them, we could lose them. Uh, so they're saying, people, if you can, just go get tested. Just do it for your own health. Do it for just to make sure because you could be asymptomatic. Um, I went last week to go and get tested just because, yeah, the mayor said, go get tested. Um, and I didn't wait. It was 10 minutes in and out. That was it. So it's really fast. If you can, make an appointment. If you don't, you can always just show up there, too. They'll help you make an appointment. And uh, it was really, really quick. So From uh, the looks of it, you'll probably get there. You'll get tested quick because there's no lines. Yeah. So I went on Wednesday and got tested, and I got my results back by Friday. 
So wasn't and I because then that's another thing too. A lot of people are saying, well, I don't want to get tested because I heard there's a long wait for you to get your results. So what does it matter? Right now, myself, I went and got tested at the, the state of Texas uh, location, and it was two days. So I got tested Wednesday at like four o'clock or three o'clock, and then I got my results by Friday at about. But about the same time, about four o'clock, three o'clock. Yeah, my wife got tested uh, last Friday. She got her results yesterday. Yeah. yeah. How so, did it turn out? Uh, yeah, it was allergies, <laughs> <laughs> which the doctor pretty much told her. Um, and you know what? The, the state testing too. Remember this because the uh, I do know people who've gotten the rapid test done before too, and there have been false positives and false negatives. So I mean, the state testing I think it's a little more uh, efficient. And so uh, go and get that test done. It's not, people are really scared thinking it's still the nose one. It, mine was the, the mouth swab test. So it was really quick, painless. Uh, you dump it in the little thing. They give you your test results in two days. So if you can, you can go to the website. We have a list on there of all the testing sites that we have uh, for the city. So that includes the, the mega drive through sites, uh, the ones in the rural areas. And, um, but yeah, there's lots of places to go get tested. Um, Use them so we don't lose them. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday, but I felt it was kind of worthy of touching on again. A study found the COVID-19 symptoms usually happen in this order. As you start with number one, fever. It's usually the first symptom that people notice. Again, this is not for every case, but researchers looked at 50,000 coronavirus cases and they figured that these are generally the order of symptoms as they pop up. Number two, cough. <clears throat> Thanks for being in this room, Nico. <laughs> number three, muscle pain. Number four, upset stomach or vomiting. And number five, diarrhea. Sorry, I apologize if you are uh, eating breakfast. But those are the, uh, the typical order of the <laughs> symptoms for COVID-19 um, as they pop up. The last three are the exact same symptoms for Pepto-Bismol. Upset stomach, diarrhea. Nausea, heartburn, no, no. indigestion. Upset so stomach, stomach diarrhea. diarrhea. There you go. Where's your Pepto today? Are you are you feeling better? Buzz took it. <laughs> Buzz took my Pepto Bismol. Actually, he? it's at the house. It's to the right no, of the sink because no, no, I saw it there. That's one of my spare ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> How many do you have? I have one in my bedroom, one in the kitchen, and then one I keep here. And Buzz has. That totally... is me with Tums. <laughs> I have one in my purse, one in the kitchen. I have one not in my gotten room. heartburn. Do you get heartburn, Joanna? Since yeah, you start since you turned thirty, I do constantly. Before thirty, welcome to age, folks. Never had I it. hate it. Never had it. Because then I'm like, why do I have heartburn? There I am eating hot Cheetos. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I don't get bad. I but oh. I don't eat a lot of spicy stuff. That's probably why. It's just because me and Joanna are in love. Yeah, there yeah. you go. That's probably it. And Joanna's also got a, uh, an article up here at buzzadamshow.com. What happens in movies that never happens in real life? Why don't they ever eat the breakfast, Brandon? I don't know. It seems like they, uh, that breakfast is usually something that's been put together for a couple of hours. Yeah, how early do they wake up to create these elegant breakfasts? And then they're just like, oh, I got to run. I'm just going to take a strawberry. Which goes along the lines of people will party hard. Mm -hmm. And then they wake up with no hangover. I or, mean, and they might allude to it like, oh, I have a headache. It's like, dude, it's, you would not be functioning right now. Yeah. It's always a scene where they're drunk and disorderly and then something big happens and they're magically not drunk anymore. Yeah. With like no hangover or anything. They're I mean, I like, understand. Oh, we got to get to business now. I'm no longer yeah. drunk. I understand, you know, being able to focus a little bit more if the adrenaline goes up, but it's like 
all of a sudden it's just a flip of a switch. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see what people put up, where was the longer one? The one with the unrealistic sex scenes? Yes. I really appreciate that one. Mm-hmm. Let me find it. Oh, I, I, okay, it the sex scenes that seem to be so elegant and perfect. Nobody's mm-hmm. hair is messed up. The dogs or cats don't interrupt. Kids won't walk. <laughs> kids don't walk in. They transition into one uh, another position effortlessly. Nobody <laughs> farts or makes any other unfortunate body sounds. No one ever cramps up. Just not realistic. What, what is his sex like? Is he is he farting this? Apparently, whole time? lots of farts and unfortunate and body the sounds. Kids walking in and dogs coming in. Getting a cramp. It's called being married. And having to maybe... And I don't think this is all in one session, guys. It sounds like... <laughs> <laughs> Nico's all like, all at once? All at once? That sounds like terrible sex. <laughs> uh, David in the Facebook chat was asking, what are the symptoms again for COVID-19? It's in this order. Fever, cough, muscle pain, upset stomach or vomiting, and diarrhea. Those are the five. And generally in that order is what you're looking at when it comes to... Um, COVID-19. Not all the time, but they did look at 50,000 coronavirus cases. Again, if you want to uh, chime in in the Facebook chat, it is uh, up and rolling. You can stare at my ugly mug for the show with my missing tooth in the front. I still haven't seen your missing tooth. Just look at the screen. Oh. Yeah, wait for that to pop up. All right. You can see it from there. Look at this, Joanna. How long? Oh! Yeah. How long have you had... A missing tooth. It's been gone for like a month and a half. Really? Yeah. But he's always wearing a mask. <laughs> That's so. right. Thing. That's why I never noticed. So they offered, they were like, hey, we'll give you what's called a flipper. And that's a temporary tooth that you just pop in. You got to take it out when you eat. Oh my gosh, you know how I know those from uh, toddlers and tiaras. Those little girls wear flippers and then one girl, her tooth got stuck because it was loose. And when she Uh pulled her flipper out, it pulled out of her tooth. (gasps) Oh. Traumatizing. So the flipper's not cheap. And... (laughs) <laughs> right after all this happened, I, I I had paid for the flipper, and I was like, you know what? I don't think I need it because I'm wearing a mask everywhere I yep. go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not anticipating Buzz was going to take a vacation, and I'm hosting, and the camera's going to be on me yeah. with this horrific-looking gap in my teeth. I don't know. I like it. I feel like Are you're you going to sell. Are you getting a replacement tooth? Yeah. Yeah, so basically what they had to do is it was a crown that was there, and that got... Uh, popped off. That's that's what started this whole fiasco. And then they asked me, they were like, look, it's we could try to put another crown on top, but it's probably not going to stay. We'll, we'll probably have to do a bridge. And I said, all right, go ahead and do the bridge. I didn't realize they were going to yank the whole thing out. Uh-huh. So they did. So it's, I gone. Mean, so it's all gum there right now. That's mm. painful. My dad had that done a few months ago, and I remember I didn't realize it either until he smiled. I was like, where'd your teeth go? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Brandon was going to sell me moonshine earlier. Hey, you want some moonshine? Some of the best on this side of uh, the Mr. Ship. He looks happier, I think. Brandon just has more of a, a happy face. Is it the smile, Nico? Look at Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, Somebody's Need? asking if you rode your Buzz's bike. bike? Yeah. No, I did not ride Buzz's bike. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so then I now have to wait, uh, I think it's two more weeks or so, for the gum to heal completely, and then I'll, they'll go you know, put the old bridge on there. The fine folks over at Divine Dental. Um, really, uh, you know, putting in the good work here because uh, my teeth are a hot mess, man. Stay away from taffy. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Seriously, there was a one of the weekends when my wife and I were not working, and we would flip on MTV every single time. It was ridiculousness. That thing is on all the time. 
The video clips are good, but Rob Durdick's not funny. No, and that's a solid quote. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> we kind of ran through that last story, but what, would you guys go to that Halloween fest at Six Flags? Where's that at? It's at Six Flags. Well, which Six Flags? Where the hell oh, they said all of them. They oh, said, it's at all, every one oh. of them? It's, it's going to run on select dates in September or October at Reopen Six Flags in Oklahoma, Georgia, Texas, Missouri, Man. Maryland, New Jersey. Oh. Can I also do stand-up there? No. Well, they're looking to terrify people, so yes. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> but no, but think about it. All the people are going to be wearing masks, like all the scare, like the the scare people there that are. That sounds great, but I'd have to travel there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The traveling. Is yeah, I think if I was, weary. if we had one in town, I would For probably sure. go check it out. Yeah. Because you you can still, I I think it's, it's possible to do with social distance. There's going to be some things that are taken away. Because one of the things that they would do at Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios is they do a fantastic job of creating cubby holes for the scarers to hide behind, mm-hmm. and then they pop out randomly, mm-hmm. and they get super close to you, man. Yeah. That sounds terrifying. And, like, somebody might get punched in the face. Okay, so that's an option, is the <laughs> Hollow Fest. But how about this? In Japan, a company is coming up with a... Drive in. Yes, I saw this haunted house. So they're going to have people experience what it's like to be trapped inside a car for 17 minutes during a zombie and ghost attack. Is it your car? It Mm -hmm. is your car. Mm -hmm. They say the company says they're going to wash the car after the experience, but they do warn that fake blood may be left behind. Uh, They say this was launched in July, but the owner says he's planning on bringing it back once the temperatures start cooling down again. And there is a thousand people on the waiting list right now for once it reopens. So is that something you would do? Hell yeah. yeah. So is it like... You're not going to dent my car, I was going to say, I'm like, so it's a car wash and a Halloween haunt thing? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to wash it at the end. I heard it's terrifying, though. A lot of the reviewers said that it was legitimately super scary. Hmm. I would be scared that I would panic and try and drive off. <laughs> you just hit somebody? <laughs> yeah, I think it might be one of those situations where like make sure your keys are on the floor. Yeah. And you're not or, or they take your the, keys. Like the uh, at the car washes where they're like now drive forward. Mm-hmm. Stop. Put your foot on the Oh brake. my god. Oh my god. I did that this weekend. <laughs> I embarrassed the hell out of my wife and kid because we went to one of those ones where you drive up and it's it like clicks your wheel in and you mm-hmm. put it in neutral and then it just drives you forward. Uh, that's all of them, Brennan. No, because the one that I normally go to, I am manually driving it through. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah. there's a reason. It's 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 cheaper than this one that I went to. <laughs> but I went I went to this one, and I mean I've been on these ones before, but it was, it didn't even click in my brain yet. And so I I, I drove onto um, uh, the little track, mm-hmm. and it clicks in, and I'm reading the sign, and my wife's like, "Hey!" It's like she's pointing over at the sign, and I'm like, "Put in neutral, take foot off brake." And the second I did that, it goes, and it starts moving, and I go, "Oh, we're moving!" And then there's a lady standing right outside who's kind of guiding you, and I'm like, "Oh, we're going, we're going, we're going! This is cool!" And my wife was mortified because I looked like a newborn baby, super excited at something for the first time. And she goes, "That was a dad moment." <laughs> were you like talking to the waitress and you're just, what's your name? I gave the finger guns, man. I was like, yeah, we're going, yeah. we're going. I'm going to be your customer today. Yeah. And uh, let's just say that they were uh, slightly mortified by <laughs> how See, I reacted to that. I don't know how, how I'd feel about this. Cause okay. So it says it's a drive in haunted house in a parking garage in a nondescript building. Um, it's $75 a car. Damn. 
But think about it. You could fit like five people in. Four or five people, yeah. Visitors um, use their own car or you can rent one from them for $85. Uh, You turn off your engine, the garage door closes on you, and you're in total darkness. They say the drivers receive a set of Bluetooth speakers, and then the spooky tale begins. Uh, They say 17 minutes long, yeah. And they said this is a precaution. You know what would be nicer, though, is like those car wash things. You know how it does? It locks your wheels into place. Mm-hmm. So yep, if you found were that to, out this weekend. Yeah. So if you were to like put your car in neutral and then you took or and then they like put you through like a haunted like, I don't know, like ride that I could see being Ooh, like a doom buggy. Yeah. But if I knew I'm just sitting inside of a, a garage, I don't know how scared I would. Is there get. footage of this at all? Has anybody like, filmed really it? Scary. They haven't filmed it yet, but I have seen the pictures of the zombies cleaning off the car, and it's great. (laughs) (laughs) These are the best car wash employees ever. It's just like people still in their zombie outfits, and they're washing all the blood off the vehicle. That's really nice. All right. A couple of things here to get to, one of which is that apparently David Spade and Chris Farley got into a huge fight over Rob Lowe. Understandable. The way the story goes, basically, Spade went out and got a drink with Rob Lowe, and he didn't invite Chris Farley, and Farley was upset about that. (laughs) Nico, you had another story that you were talking about with Chris Farley. Was it eating steak? Yeah, well, so the reason... The reason that they got into a fight to begin with was that they were working on Tommy Boy and they were still working at Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. And supposedly that Lauren Michaels, the producer for Saturday Night Live and the producer for Tommy Boy, still wouldn't give them the week off just to go film. (laughs) So they would have to take a private plane between New York and Toronto where they were filming. Mm -hmm. And supposedly they were just so sick of each other and just so tired of traveling back and forth all the time that this is where all all that tension had built up and they talk about going to dinner before this incident and Rob Lowe is saying that uh, Chris Farley is eating just two steaks just two giant two steaks two steaks and on every bite he's putting a square of butter and he's saying but they have to have little hats on them (laughs) (laughs) and uh, so he said that that, uh, Chris Farley was getting bigger David Spade was losing weight that it just wasn't a healthy atmosphere to be in so that's what this all led to Uh, because eventually they get off a flight a really late flight Uh, Chris Farley says I'm going to go to bed David Spade says oh I'm going to stay up he gets a drink with Rob Lowe with Rob Lowe the next day he's like hey how's your best friend Rob Lowe huh (laughs) <laughs> How's your best friend? Why didn't you invite yeah. me? He says here, how was your night? How was is, how is Rob Lowe? How's your precious effing Rob Lowe? <laughs> yes. Later, David was sitting on the ground eating the tuna fish sandwich. Chris came over and stood on David's hand. That's what was in that clip. He goes, uh, and then eventually the sandwich. Um, David responded by throwing a Diet Coke on him. Then Chris pushed David down a small set of steps. That's wild. That just seems sad because he's so big compared to David Spade. Well, and it's, he says it's only four steps, but to David Spade, it's a lot of steps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they were so mad at each other that they couldn't even work together that day, and Farley randomly tackled a crew member just to get out some of his <laughs> anger. <laughs> and then uh, Spade does say, look, we had a blast. All my memories of Tommy Boy were fun. But I, think, I could see that if you're cooped yeah. up with somebody for that long, and you're not getting the time off mm-hmm. to be able, you know, to, to take a step away from Saturday Night Live to go film Tommy Boy, which, by the way, Tommy Boy, hilarious Great. movie. 
Yeah. All right, Nico, what is the other um, story that you had here sure. about movies? Sure, seven box office flops that are actually good movies in of, uh, in of themselves. So uh, do you do you want to try and guess? Uh, these are all within the last five years, I'd say. Overrated. Ooh, in the last five years. See, my immediate thought was to go to, like, Empire Records. Total <laughs> okay. flop. Total yeah. flop. A flop from but the a great movie. But a great Yeah, but a great movie and a cult classic. Oh, I found one that was ten years ago. So I would say ten years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um... Uh, one of one of them's on um, Netflix right now. It has Michael Sarah in it. Michael Sarah Pilgrim. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Oh gosh, that was actually, a box office flop. It yeah, was. and it was uh, the anniversary of the movie. Actually, it was. Yeah, because everyone was talking about how amazing that film was. It was all over Twitter this past weekend because it was the I think the ten year anniversary. Nice. Yeah, it, it cost ninety million dollars to make and it, only earned forty eight at the box office. Damn. It's a good uh, movie. Any and other? so many good stars in it, because isn't, I think, Brie Larson's in it? Brie Larson. Captain America's uh, in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't Chris Evans in it? Am I yeah, misremembering yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. I think that's Captain America. That's one yeah. of the ex-boyfriends. Oh, I thought you said Captain Marvel. No. Because Brie Larson. Well, Captain Marvel's also in it. Well, she is, too. Mm. <laughs> uh, Blade? Oh, should I, should I, should I let you? <laughs> is it Blade? No, it's not Blade. Oh. Should I try and let Blade you guess? Runner? Yeah. Blade. <laughs> <laughs> You're almost there. 2029. 2049? 49. Yes. Uh, so the one with um, it's Is it Ryan Gosling, Ryan Gosling, and and Harrison Ford, Harrison right? Ford, Ridley Scott, he plays Richard Rick Deckard, and um, it's the sequel. But uh, yeah, apparently it did not do great at the box office. It cost uh, where is the cost in here? It lost up to eighty million dollars. Damn! All right, next one, Grindhouse. Grindhouse, that's it. Like the whole, the, yeah, the whole thing. Both, both, both movies back to back. That would Death be Death Proof and Planet Terror. Yeah, the three-hour movie itself did not make that much money at the box office. The bo- I both of them love together. Death Proof. But they're good movies, right? I think that's the point of the list. They're, those are great movies. For mm-hmm. some reason, they just didn't pull the fake com- the fake trailers that they have oh. during that as well. Yeah, that was brilliant. Great. That led to Machete, didn't yeah, it? it? Did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, give us hints on this next one. See if we can guess it. Uh, this one has Chloe. Uh, who was in uh, Kick Ass? Chloe Moritz? Yes, Chloe, Chloe Moritz. She's the star of this one. She's the star. Is it Kick-Ass 2? No. no. <laughs> More of a child adventure, I'd say. Child adventure? Child adventure. I have no idea. Hugo. Oh, Remember? I love that no. movie. Directed by Martin Scorsese. Never uh-huh. even. Wow. Man, yeah. Hugo. Mm-hmm. The only thing I think of when I hear the name Hugo is I think of the uh, Bart's twin that lives in the attic. <laughs> Um, he has an evil twin that lives in the attic. Huh. Sasha Baron Cohen's in that movie. Ben yes. Kingsley? Damn. He's, uh, Jude Law? They're mm-hmm. great in that movie. So all of these are movie. great, great movies. Huh. Yeah, Hugo's great. Watch it with your kid, Brandon. Um, this one I have not heard of before. It's called An- Anomalisa. Anomalisa. What did you call me? <laughs> uh, how do you spell that? Uh, A-N-O-M-A-L-I-S-A. And it looks weird. Oops. What? Oh, that does. 2015 American stop motion psychological it's a stop comedy. Stop motion. Interesting. I've never even heard of it this. W- it looks like the uh, Steve uh, Carell movie where he he. Oh, okay. yeah. He's posing all of the. It's a follows a lonely customer service expert who perceives everyone as identical until he meets a unique woman in a hotel. Yeah, the budget was eight million dollars. It only Ooh. made five point seven in the box office. Uh, it's. 
How weird. An adult animated dystopian drama. That's a hard sell. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really hard sell. All right, how many more we have on the list? Uh, just one. All right, what is it? Inherent Vice. Which one is Inherent Vice? I haven't heard of half of these. With 2014 film? Yep, the one with Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, yep. oh yeah. All right. And Benicio Del Toro, Owen Wilson, Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Uh, How did we not? The movie starring Joaquin Phoenix as a stoner private detective lost $6 million, even though its budget was 20 Ooh. Yeah, see, Joaquin Phoenix is good sometimes, but I really like a more action-packed movie where I get running Phoenix. All these movies are supposed to be great, so check them out if you want something to, to watch this weekend. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. It's August. Joanna, you're already thinking about Halloween, right? Oh, I am. Yeah. But would you put up a tree, a Halloween tree yet? Absolutely. I've always wanted to. And we have a black tree, like a black Christmas tree. Why? Why not? Uh, Because one year we had Star Wars and the tree was Darth Vader. Oh, that's cool. I got to come over to your house. we needed a black tree. (laughs) That's pretty cool. So you've never pulled that out and used it as a Halloween tree? I have not. This might be the year, Joanna. Yeah, I've got nothing to do. I was going to say, you got the time. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere. Well, there's a story here saying that we're only in mid-August, and people are already setting up their Halloween trees. Oh, we're 74 days to Halloween. Not that you're counting or not anything. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> people are already setting up the Halloween trees. They're posting the pictures up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. People are saying it's where you put an artificial Christmas tree early, but it could be Joanna's. It could be a black tree. Mm-hmm. Put some uh, maybe not, I mean you could you could merge the two. You could technically have a tree up from. I mean, if people are already doing it now, you really want to, but really October through the end of the year. Yeah, and make it all Nightmare Before Christmas. Thanksgiving. Jack Skellington. What was the name of his dog? Zero. Yeah. Yeah. And then apparently people are also using these trees for Valentine's Day and St. Patrick's Day. Was this last year? This really started to become a thing. I think the past oh, a few years ago couple years, like you saw some and you thought, oh, that's kind of a cool idea. And then people just started, it took off like wildfire. Because now you actually see the displays of it. You'll see like Halloween trees and yeah, stores. Like they're spe- yeah, the stores are specifically selling with these being the, the, uh, the target there. Mm-hmm. It's time for entertainment news with Joanna Barbacoa. What do we have going on, Joanna? Well, in reboot news, because reboots and remakes are everywhere these days, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is the latest to get the remake treatment, and this this time it'll be starring Will Smith and Kevin Hart. The film will be a modern take on the original, with Will Smith and Kevin Hart starring as the two men that must team up to overcome obstacles on their way to their loved ones. And I think we can all assume that Kevin Hart will take on the John Candy part. Yeah. <laughs> Just misses his wife, man. Mm-hmm. Remember Cliff Clavin? Absolutely. The know-it-all. John Ratzenberger. Yeah, he's the, he was the know-it-all postal, postal worker, and uh, he's also here. in every Pixar movie. I know. You'll instantly recognize that voice. It was like wicked doc down there. <laughs> well, now he's going to bat up for the USPS. Sort of. Actor John Ratzenberger, who played Cliff, recorded a PSA where he says, quote, the post office is in a little bit of a pickle right now. And he had an idea. Yeah, if you don't recognize that voice, come on. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in case you didn't, I noticed this is on Cameo. Right. So this wasn't actually his own idea. This was actually the idea of Tim Kasher, the lead singer of Cursive. He bought some of John's time through Cameo. Nice. And had him record this. 
Interesting. So, also, on the upside, John Ratzenberger on Cameo. There I wonder how much he oh, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to look that up. <laughs> Take a, taking bets here. What do you think? I'm guessing he's probably pretty pricey. I'm guessing maybe a couple hundred. Yeah, maybe Nah, two. I would say 150 or 200. 200 I would go with. Cameo? I'd say 150. I'm going to go 150. How do we find them immediately? Do we just you, search? There's a search Search bar. their name, okay. uh, and it pops right Brandon, up. Brandon, do you want to say... An, uh, I'm going 200. I'm going 150. I'll go 175. John <gasps> Are we already? Yeah. Wow. 120. Oh, that's close. $120 to get him. Uh, I would want him to do... What is he doing Toy Story? He's ham. He's ham. He's the pig. I would want him to be as... Yeah, he's the he's the piggy bank. Love it. If you want a character from Monsters, Inc., do you remember what he was from Monsters, Inc.? What was he in Monsters, Inc.? He was the abominable snowman. <laughs> um, he was the moonfish in Finding Nemo. You know the ones that make all the shapes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, And they're kind of knocking Marlin, or, uh, yeah, Marlin oh, for being a jerk to... <laughs> yeah, there you go. Do you think just Pixar hits him up at the beginning of the year? Like, all right, so this is what we have coming up. Here's the movies and uh, here's what we got going on. Yeah, here's what you're going to do. Um, I want him to use a Snapchat filter of him actually looking like the fish from Finding Nemo. That'd be cool. And then I want him to say, I'm a fish with a sword for a nose. <laughs> do you know what he was in The Incredibles? The Incredibles. I don't think I knew this one. Let me think. Oh, was he the uh, the 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 villain who digs the, the mole? mole? The underminer. underminer. Yeah, <laughs> he was. Yeah, he was. He was the underminer. Nice. He was also he's Mac the truck in Cars. Um, he plays the the, the one human whose name is John and Wally, kind of like the main, other <gasps> oh, than yeah, other yeah. than the captain. Uh huh. Um, the captain was uh, the actor that recently passed away. I uh, know. I thought. The, I thought the captain was the dad from the Goldbergs. Damn it! Isn't that who it was? Did, is that, what, are you now. thinking of Wilfred Brimley? No, 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 Wally. No, no, no. Uh, what's his name? I don't want the robot. Oh, it was the dad from the Goldbergs. Oh my gosh! How funny! Do you know what he does in uh... Jeff Carlin? Yeah. <laughs> in Coco, he only has one line. What does he do in Coco? He plays Juan Orthodoncia, and he says, gracias. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine you have to go into the uh, the voice that studio? That would be $120 worth. Oh, absolutely. Right yeah, and then in Brave, he plays Gordon the Guard. That's a good gig, man. Mm-hmm. Ratatouille, he's Mustafa. 73-year-old uh, John Ratzenberger. All right, what else cool. we have in entertainment news? <laughs> Prosecutors in Massachusetts have laid out the punishments they want Lori Loughlin and her husband Mossimo Giannulli to serve for cheating to get their daughters into college. For Lori, they are seeking two months behind bars plus a $150,000 fee and 100 hours of community service. For Mossimo, they want five months and a $250,000 fee and 250 hours of community service. They'll be sentenced on Friday in Boston, but they're expected to serve whatever time they get in California, just like Felicity Huffman did last year. And just like Felicity, they'll probably serve less time than what they're sentenced to. And thanks to COVID-19, maybe they won't get to spend any actual time in prison. Now, I, I don't see them. I don't. I don't see them sending foot in prison. Yeah, I just I don't. 
And finally, we talked a lot about Jensen Ackles yesterday. It was almost as if the universe heard us. Supernatural star Jensen Ackles is jumping into a new show as soon as Super- Supernatural ends this year. The actor is joining the cast of The Boys for its third season. Ackles and Amazon Vi- Prime Video announced it yesterday. Ackles will portray Soldier Boy, a.k.a. the original superhero. According to the comic, after Soldier Boy fought in World War II, he became the first super celebrity and a mainstay of American culture for decades. The Boys was renewed... So Captain America. Basically, yeah. The Boys was renewed for a third season ahead of its second season, which launches on September 4th with the first three episodes. Then the rest will be set out weekly. Ackles currently stars on Supernatural, which was scheduled to wrap up its 15th and final season in May of this year. It's a long before run. Before the pandemic forced a production shutdown. Now it is on track to wrap up this fall on The CW. With hmm. Entertainment News, I'm Joanna Barba. So... God, I just based on what I was going to say right there. Oh, so, Ackles is hot. <laughs> well, yeah. I wasn't going yes. there with it, but if that's where you'd like to go. Oh, mm-hmm. so what I've been doing is, you know, we wrapped up Umbrella Academy. Joanna, hurry up and watch that, please. Oh, right. Um, it's, really it's really offensive. I, I think I'm going straight from like comic book show to comic book show to comic book show because um, I wrapped up Umbrella Academy. Uh-huh. And for now, up until, I mean, we have, what, two, maybe three weeks until The Boys Season 2 hits. The Boys! I jumped back into Preacher, which was based on a comic book. I had watched the first two seasons, and then it just kind of got pushed to the side and never really um, finished it or anything. And I I think the show itself wrapped up after Season 4, so I've got two seasons of that to watch. And then that's going to lead right back into The Boys, which is an amazing show, which if, if you have not seen it, um, recommend all three of those, actually. Umbrella Academy, Preacher, and um, The Boys as well. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. It's been nearly 18 years since Jam Master Jay of Run DMC was murdered. He was in a recording studio in New York City. Police finally making arrests in a 10-count indictment. Two men, Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan Jr., were charged with murder while engaged in drug trafficking. Both of them have been suspects for over a decade. Man, that's got to be frustrating. Having to be on this case and then pretty much knowing who Mm -hmm. did it. But it's it's the burden of proof. Yeah, you need evidence. You don't want to try him too soon without having that good evidence that'll get him convicted. You can blow the case. The authorities believe Jam Master Jay was killed over a drug deal gone bad. Supposedly, Jay had received around 10 kilos of cane on consignment. Washington and Jordan were originally his partners in the deal, but something happened and Jay tried to cut them out. It's unclear what the beef was over. Washington is now serving a 17-year federal prison sentence for six robberies. Jordan was taken into custody on Sunday If convicted, they both face 20 years to life in prison, and the death penalty is still on the table. So I'm guessing Washington, he's already serving 17 years for these other robberies. And then they would slap on the 20 to life for the murder of Jam Master Jay. Jordan was previously charged with the attempted murder of Jay's nephew in 2003, just one year after Jay was killed. But that case was dismissed when the nephew stopped cooperating with police. So it looks like we may have solved 
the murder of Jam Master Jay. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Somebody over in the Facebook chat, Cappy, have you seen the new uniforms for the Toon Squad? Oh, yeah. For Space Jam? No. They apparently no, uh, have leaked. Um, they're definitely different. It kind of looks... Gosh, who was powder blue like that? We got the LeBron James Family Foundation. They were... They posted this. And so what you have is, you know sort of the, the That's All Folks logo from the Looney Tunes? That has the, the orange circles? Mm-hmm. It's like that, but that's it's shifted all the way to the side. So the middle of that would be on his left side, and then it says Toon Squad in the middle there. Oh, nice. I like that. Big old Nike logo on it. wonder how that's going to go for Damian Lillard. Of course, yeah. Um, some other people. Way, did you play the uh, Jim? Did you play the Jim Morrison "L.A. Woman" vocals? I uh, have not. Is that when I should? If you remember, do you remember the movie? Remember the movie when you were watching the Doors movie, and you see him in that studio while he's singing that song, just like you know, it's just him, and and, and he's just cranking out the vocals to that. Mm-hmm. And they actually have the uh, the vocal tracks from that particular song. And and Jim Morrison is one of the more iconic, um, you know. Now, would you call Jim Morrison a singer or a frontman when you think <sighs> about it? Because you probably say a frontman from the Doors, right? But but you know, he's one of the most uh, iconic performers in in rock history. Yeah, I mean, you, you you put him up there. I mean, I, like I said, I, I had 40-something on this list yesterday, and then it got up to 92. So I'm either going to have to cut it down or do some play-in games here. But I was stretching it stretching it out, um, really searching for um, some people there when it came to this list. And I finally have it al- alphabetized. So if somebody comes up with a name, I can actually search it, and it's a little bit or- uh, it's organized slightly better at this point. Uh, what did you now, see yesterday? Morrison on the list or no? Uh, I don't think I put Jimmy Morrison on the list. Um, I put. Mm-hmm. I do have some classic rock guys on there, but I don't think Jim Morrison is on there though. Okay. Like Roger Daltrey from The Who slapped him on there. Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Um, oh, and Kevin came up with the ultimate first round matchup. By the way. Sebastian Bach versus Chris Jericho. Ah, nice. <laughs> he told me that yesterday, and I was like, that is brilliant. That has to be a first-round matchup. I like that. Yeah, All right, Cappy, like so that. yesterday NBA playoffs kicked off. What did you see in said NBA playoffs? Well, we saw some controversy, that's for sure, especially with Kristaps uh, Porzingis getting kicked out of the game yesterday. He got the boot defending the, uh, his boy Doncic. And the Mavs. Yep, and there were a lot of people upset about the ejection in which even LeBron on Twitter called it bogus during the uh, during the whole incident. And he said he was upset. I mean, when was the last time you actually were watching fellow superstars tweeting in real time while other playoff games were going on? And that was exactly what happened. Dirk Nowitzki called the ejection super soft. LeBron said, man, that was bogus as hell, man. Come on, man. A lot of mans in that uh, tweet. But, <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, it, it, was an, it was an interesting situation in which we had some, some definite, uh, you know, some heated tension going on. And, I mean, the Mavs lost 118-110 to the Clippers. But, A, I like the fact that, um, you know, they're, they're, you could see that it's playoff mode. It's what we talked about yesterday. Would teams be able to transition into playoff mode? And in that particular game, we definitely saw it. 
Yeah, that was one of the things that uh, Tuka Rask, the goalie for the Boston Bruins, was talking about. He said it doesn't feel like the Stanley Cup playoffs, and that's a, it's a bit of a, a difficult thing to get past. But we were seeing it yesterday. Um, we've got the uh, the other set of games for the NBA coming up. Blazers going to be taking on the Lakers. If you had to pick right now, mm-hmm. Cappy, who is your who are your NBA Finals picks? Look, I'm still going with the Lakers, all right? I know there's a lot of people going with the Clippers because of Kawhi, and it's a trendy pick because of they believe the Clippers will be able to go up. It's hard to go against LeBron right now and the Lakers as good as they've been uh, for most of the season, even though they haven't been dominant in the bubble. Although I think Portland's going to give them a series. I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if Portland wins a game and makes this interesting. It wouldn't you know surprise me at all. But I like the Lakers out of the West, and I'm going Toronto out of the East. So I still like the Raptors. I like the way they played uh, you know this whole season. I like what we've seen um, from everybody stepping up, whether it's Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry. Um, yesterday it was Fred Van Vliet, who's had a great season as a starter. So I think uh, Toronto and the Lakers is where we're going to be headed. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are, are and Stephen A. Smith even being one, one of them over on ESPN talking about how Portland's going to give the Lakers a series and it's, you know, and the Lakers had better watch out. Look, I'm a Portland fan. I, I love this team. Damian Lillard, the more stories you hear about the guy, the more you have to respect the guy. But they don't play defense at all. I mean, it is absolutely atrocious to watch them when they're supposed to be playing defense because there's constantly wide-open shots. Now, where that might you know might not be that bad, the Lakers couldn't hit shots so far in the bubble. They have been terrible when taking yeah. shots. So, I mean, if the Blazers leave them open, the Lakers can't hit the shots. You know, we might have an actual series, but I still, you know, I'm a Portland fan, but if I'm a betting guy, I'm going with the Lakers um, oh, hands yeah. down. As far it's as making one... it to the NBA Finals, yeah. not sure, because you still got the Rockets are darn good. The, the uh, OKC, you've got Chris Paul, who's looking to kind of get some re- revenge uh, after really getting the boot out of Houston. So the West has some really good matchups. The East does too, or the East do as well. Yeah, it's been fun. I mean, yesterday was was good to watch some of these first-round games. I like the Boston-Philly series. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to keep an eye on, especially after watching yesterday's game where Philly had that great run, took the lead, but then the Celtics came back and, and they won by eight. Uh, you know, those are the kind of matchups I like. I like this Mavericks-Clippers series. I think it's going to be physical. I think it's going to be fun. And, of course, you watched the Nuggets-Jazz yesterday. Donovan Mitchell drops 57 in a loss. That is, I mean, it's tough when you've got a guy that, that scores 57 points, 9 rebounds, 7 assists, and they lose. And that's what happened to the Jazz in overtime yesterday against the Nuggets. So they're, they're fun. They're, they're fun series to watch, and, and I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's good. Ba- playoff basketball, even in a bubble, I mean, if you're an NBA fan, you got to enjoy the fact that there's games and the intensity will be um, something that you're going to be talking about. This is, look, these bubble playoffs are probably something people will remember and be talking about for years to come because of just the unique situation regarding sports at this point. Yeah, and I've watched multiple NBA games. I think this is the most NBA that I have watched in probably five years, I would say. And it does I, just the fact that there aren't any you know physical fans there. It doesn't take anything away from it. I, I enjoy watching the fans behind that are the virtual fans that are being kind of patched in through Zoom, and um, it's it's been very entertaining. The same with yeah. the the hockey playoffs as well. They've both been very entertaining. Now transitioning to football, the SEC came out and they released a ten game schedule yesterday, 
and you got some pretty big matchups. Uh, eight conference games, two additional opponents. And the SEC says that they're moving forward, man, and they're planning on bringing in a third party to do their testing and to tackle everything in regards to uh, the coronavirus. So it looks like the at least the SEC and also the ACC and Big 12 are moving forward. Do you see it happening and do you see it uh, finishing? Okay, that's a great question. I, I think starting, yes. Finishing, who knows? I mean, if you have teams that that will get sick and the cases will start to spread the way it did with the Marlins and the Cardinals and baseball and, and, and it goes through the roster like that, then no, I don't think it'll finish. But you don't know until you, you get out there and, and you start. Thing is, is that baseball tests all the time. I think I heard college football is going to be testing once or twice a week. So... Because of the infrequency of the tests, you just don't know. But yes, I absolutely believe they're going to get going. They'll start having the chance to finish the schedule like they're supposed to. It just depends on if they're able to to to, to stay to stay healthy and and not have all these positive cases, uh, which ultimately could shut a team down, could then postpone or, or or even cancel games, and then you'll start to look at the season and and really question whether or not uh, it's going to be possible. As far as the NFL, Dallas Cowboys got a pretty big blow. Um, Gerald McCoy is out for the season with a ruptured quad. How does that affect their defensive line? Oh, it's a huge loss. Absolutely huge loss. McCoy is somebody that, you know, I mean, again, has been a valuable, valuable player. And, and that was a great addition for the Cowboys in terms of bringing him on board. They thought that was somebody that was going to absolutely solidify that defensive line. So now they've got Tristan Hill, uh, who was a former second-round pick last year, didn't have a great season, but apparently worked hard during the offseason and will have the opportunity first crack at, at taking over for, for McCoy. But this is the kind of loss that a team like the Cowboys, I mean, you can't replace guys that are you know that are veteran stars and and somebody that you know was going to really boast uh, you know boost that defense up. So I think that's a tough one for the Cowboys. Um, you know he's 32 years old, um, but you look at last season, he had five sacks. He's a vet, and ultimately. When the Cowboys brought him on board from Carolina, they were just hoping that he would have that veteran presence to go right into the D-line and, and help solidify that. So, you know, he's never played a game for the Cowboys, and unfortunately, he's not going to this season either. Yeah, and then, I mean, they, they spent some money. They were looking to get a bunch for that defensive line this past offseason. You had uh, Don Terry Poe come over. Alden Smith, he's been reinstated, so... It still could be pretty decent, but yeah, losing Gerald McCoy is a pretty big hit to the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, what do you think we'll see from the Cowboys this year? Man, look, the the funny thing is, if you look at the rest of this division, all right, nobody sold on Washington. The Giants are still a work in progress. So you have the Eagles. That's it. You've got the, the Cowboys-Eagles, which, you know, we could be seeing this for a while. So it really seems like it's shaping up as a two-team race. I'm interested to see with the contract situation – Dak Prescott this season, he's got a chance to have the best year of his career because he's got C.D. Lamb to throw the football to in addition to Gallup and Cooper and um, you know Blake Jarwin and that, that group. Plus, you've got Zeke running the ball. I think that the offense should put up tons of points. 
Uh, the question is going to be the defense. And as you mentioned, with the loss now on that defensive line um, of McCoy, you're still looking at you still have you still have a, a solid group. You still have Demarcus Lawrence. You still have Antoine Woods. You still have Everson Griffin. Um, it's a team that and and the linebacking core. You like Sean Lee, Leighton Vander Esch, and Jalen Smith. It's a great linebacking core. So you know what. Everything is still set up for the Cowboys to have a big season and and be right there and and win the East. If you had to predict where they end up this year, what do you what, what, what's your prediction for the Cowboys? Because I got one and it was a pretty bold one that I I put an article up about. I still think they can win eleven games and go eleven and five. I mean, I'm not. Gonna How go far are they four, going? Thirteen and three. Oh, into the playoffs. Uh I mean, they can go. Look. This is another thing, okay? You look at the rest of the NFC right now. Will the Packers take a step back after their season where they went all the way to the NFC Championship game? Um, I hope not because I'm a big, big Aaron Jones fan, and I want to see them take the next step. But the Saints are going to be loaded again. The 49ers are coming off that 13-win season. Um, Saints. You still have the Eagles to deal with. Buccaneers. I, yeah, we mentioned the Saints to start. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I think the Seahawks are in a rebuild. I don't know about the Rams. Um, the cards, you know, same thing. But right now, if you look at the teams, Saints, 49ers, um, Packers, will be, uh, Vikings will be there too. So, yeah, I, I think. but I think the Cowboys have as good a shot as any. And I think the C.D. Lamb addition could be a huge difference in Dak Prescott taking that next step at quarterback and having an even better season than he's had the last few years. All right, so what's your prediction? How far are they going? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl just because that hasn't happened in, in what, 20-plus uh, years? Well, and, and I'm not ready to go Chiefs there. Chiefs hadn't been not to the Super Bowl a team, in a long time, was, but then again, they also have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but That's true. Cowboys were 8-8 eight and eight, uh, last season. So I think they can go two or three rounds deep into the playoffs if they stay healthy and people play up to their capabilities. But... Again, are they better than the Packers right now? Uh, that's a tough one. I would say probably not, at least not at this point. Are they better than the, the, the 49ers at this point? No. So they still have to do some things to, uh, to, to show you that you know they're, they're better than they were on paper last year, 8-8. Eight and eight. Um, But I'll still say they could go... They could, they could go as far as the NFC Championship if things go well and have a chance to play for the Super Bowl, but I'm not, I wouldn't pick the Cowboys to come out of the NFC right now. I still, if I had to take a team just based on anything, everything right now, I'd go with the Saints. I'd probably make the Saints my, uh, my NFC pick right now. Well, I think I'd probably go with them as well, but the prediction that I made was the Cowboys make the conference championship game. I think it's a very, that is a goal that they should have when you have Dak and Zeke and Amari, now CeeDee Lamb there. The defense is, you know, should be uh, better this year. So, and in Mike McCarthy coming in, you would hope mm-hmm. that this team is able to really start to be on the incline even more so because it's, it felt like they took a step back last year. And there's just too much talent on this team to just kind of let things fade away. Um, and it's, it's really what you don't want. And they, they had better... Um, start performing now because that window is going to start to close pretty darn quick on them. So I'm saying conference no, championship, but okay. I'm an idiot. I think, so that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. What about Lisa and Joanna? There's 16 football games in a regular season. How many do you think of the 16 the Cowboys will win this year? 
One. <laughs> okay. Joanna says one in 15. Um, Wait, I think that means she's just only going to play one because there's going to be a COVID-19 outbreak I, and they'll only get I, one yeah. game in. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Are they going to be able to even play? Apparently, the Cowboys are actually treating training camp like a bubble. That's what I heard, that they're they're taking it seriously and players don't want to get sick. Maybe this, they they're like, this is our moment because nobody else is going to take it seriously. So maybe we'll be the only team left and then we win by default. Boom. I like that. Last team standing. That's a good idea for this. That, that would be like reality television with sports. Last NFL team standing wins, mm-hmm. the, wins the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Check the website, KLAQ.com. You can go vote for who you think is the better vocalist, Robert Plant or Freddie Mercury. No, this is not a matchup that we're putting into this tournament. I can't believe I have to explain that. <laughs> Even our boss was like, oh, you screwed up. You shouldn't have put them. I'm like, no, this is just. I know so many people were upset that you put them first. No, this, yeah, this is just to gauge how well this would possibly do. It didn't have any, like, this isn't a matchup. This is one that you would hope would be in at the, at the, at the soonest, maybe like the final four. Like, these are almost two number one seats. Freddie Mercury is a definitive number one seat. Robert Plant might be a number one seat as well. And I'm trying to see if I can find the, um, the poll, but it won't load properly. Which is not all that shocking. The last I had checked, Freddie Mercury was uh, running away with it. He was still at 70-something percent when it came to uh, the percentage of the votes. Were we all in agreement here that it's Freddie Mercury? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, here we go. Here's the results. Yeah, he's, he's got the vast majority of the uh, percentage right now. So, And I thought I had a full list. Wasn't even close. I was off by about 40 vocalists. So I'm going to be combining that thing together. I think I might put up an article just to have people assist in where everybody should be seated. uh, Just so we have the best matchups possible. There's people in the Facebook chat earlier. They were asking about that guy that made the mask cannon. Um, So I put that up at KLAQ.com as well. So you can go see this guy who created a cannon that fires a mask. So if somebody's not wearing one around you from a distance, you could blast them in the face with a mask. And it reminded me of the face sucker from Alien. Mm-hmm. And then it also reminded me of the makeup gun that Homer creates in The Simpsons. <laughs> so that's what uh, that reminded me of. So if you want to check out the video, you can find it over there. The guy's name is Alan Pan. Uh, that's the guy that created the mask cannon. Uh, Vincent Marcus, he is back on America's Got Talent, and that's tonight, right, Lisa? Yes. So according to his Facebook and uh, text messages, he did say he will be on tonight. Uh, This has been a little bit difficult right now because of, obviously, the pandemic. They had to stop the shooting of the show, so they've been doing at-home auditions. They've been holding those, and it looks like he has made made it into the next round of the competition. So he'll be performing tonight, and... You better do well because, well, he's going to have a special guest judge. That is because Simon Cowell, of course, broke his back. So he is having he had (laughs) surgery. So he's at home recuperating. So they've had fill in guest judges uh, coming in last week was Kelly Clarkson. And tonight it will be Keenan Thompson of Saturday Night Live. So big name to be performing. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Lover of chocolate and Pierre Escargot, also known (laughs) as. 
Uh, yeah, so that'll be the guest judge tonight on America's Got Talent. That is on NBC. Starts at 8 o'clock. It's 8 to 10 on Tuesday and on Wednesdays, 8 to 9. So good luck to Vince. I loved his original uh, clip when he when he goes on stage because they're asking him, like, what do you do? And he's like, I, I do social media. And all of their reactions are eye roll, yeah. really, okay, whatever. But, man, he... Nails it, and he mm-hmm. wins them all over instantly, which was pretty cool. And, and, you know, and it is pretty awesome because Simon goes, oh, like, you're really good. Sophia loves it, but then I think the the one he really was excited about was Howie Mandel because as a comedian, as a stand-up performer, just to have Howie give him that praise, I think you could tell he was really excited about it. So we're super excited for him. Um, just text him this morning. He's really excited about it. So good luck, and have, yeah, if you can, you can also see on our website his first performance on America's Got Talent. Is Man, it? I remember five years ago when he came in here and he was wheeling around on one of those little hover rounds. <laughs> hilarious. So there was uh, Vincent Marcus again tonight. What time is that airing at? Uh, it's from 8 to 10 p.m. and it's on NBC. So check that out tonight. Uh, a couple other stories here we have over KLAQ.com. So something that keeps getting brought up is well, how many positive coronavirus tests are there and we, there's there are some that are false positives there are some that are false negatives and we frequently hear from people saying that the, the numbers are inflated because hospitals get money when they uh, report the, a death as COVID-19 uh, something pretty big happened here in the state of Texas 59,000 positive tests were missed due to a Walgreens error <sighs> it was just a simple coding error and it led to 59,000 positive tests not being counted. They said they have corrected the error. So and it, go, it, it goes to prove that as much as you think you know, you still know nothing. And I think it was Socrates that said the only true wisdom is in knowing you know nothing. And unfortunately, we're in a time of day right now where we have to deal in absolutes. We have to be completely right about everything. And Buzz said this. It was either last week or the week before, especially when it uh, comes to something uh, political Admitting you're wrong is giving a victory to the other side, which is why nobody will ever admit they are wrong. That's why nothing ever progresses. That's why we never move forward, because in order to move forward, you got to admit something's wrong. You probably made a mistake. You probably messed up. Like putting out your pumpkin spice stuff too soon. Dunkin' Donuts, looking at you. Tomorrow, Joanna. I'm going to go ahead and say that it is too soon. It is so hot. I'm over this heat. Can we put... Some sort of a limit. I mean, it's it's difficult here, obviously, in El Paso and in West Texas, because it's, I mean, it stays hot through October. I mean, oh, we know God, what that Halloween does. parade is like. Mm-hmm. Anything where you're getting really dolled up, I mean, it's just, it's a sweat fest out there. It is. Um, but tomorrow looks like it'll be launching at Dunkin'. We'll be launching that pumpkin spice. I'm going to have to take it iced because it is so hot. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost, it's it's too hot to be drinking. But then again, you know what? I, I still like like a hot tea, even when it's like 105 degrees outside. I don't know why. I'm weird. A nice hot tea. I do like my hot teas. But it does look like Starbucks will be doing debuting their pumpkin spice items uh, August 28th. So we've got some time for the temperatures Ten to days. go down a little bit. Ten days. Please so go down. Let me uh, take a gander here at what the weather is going to look like in just uh, about ten days as we, before we wrap up the show. I turned off the stinking ad blocker earlier. God bless it. Now we understand Buzz's struggles. When he's on, the ad blocker keeps coming on. <laughs> yeah, like I already turned this off. 
Uh, yeah, we're looking at about triple digits in 10 days. So, Wait, wait, you said it was the 28th? Yes. Yes, the high for next Friday will be 100 degrees here in El Paso. On that note, we got to wrap up the show for today. Tomorrow, Ask a Lawyer, Justin Underwood Woo! and Elena Gresham are going to be coming in to uh, give us some uh, lawyerly advice. Uh, so if you have any questions, legal advice, again, it's not a full consultation. It's just kind of a... Pushing you and guiding you in the right direction. So uh, have 844-305-6210. Make sure that you have that phone number locked into your phone for tomorrow. And on that note, have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday. Go eat some tacos. And we'll see you tomorrow morning, bright and early, 5 a.m. on the Buzz Adams Morning Show.